This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Ms. Vicky Vots. Oh, hi. Hello. Does anyone ever call you Victoria? Absolutely. Because I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I have the urge to call you Victoria today. Um, actually, go for it because my drag mother detox, she calls me Victoria page box and our last name is a cunt <laughs> but we don't use that for business that's not just when you're in trouble she just calls you victoria all the time yes well it's, it's usually when she's drunk yeah. well you know i imagine detox is drunk a lot you wouldn't be wrong here's the thing i actually am now thinking of it my original drag name that i like got my Facebook page for it like 10 whole years ago. Okay, it was Vicky Victorious Jambot. I was Miss JB. I kind of like that. Yeah, we had to shorten that though. Where are you? You're in, remind me you're in San Francisco or am I just making that up? I'm in Hollywood. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. look at you all fancy in Hollywood over there. Oh, yes. And last night was a very Hollywood night and for the first time in a long time, I got back to almost what life used to be, and well, I can't hang the way I used to. I'll tell you that. Well, okay, tell me about it, but where'd you go last night? Well, it was a private party, but I'll tell you who it was. It was Kelly Osborne's birthday, and her birthdays are wild. One year, we were at um, Harry Houdini house. Another This year, we were up at Yamashiro, and like a whole section of this restaurant was basically just for the party. The pool, everything. There was a whole screen on the wall where Sharon Osborne showed up. Everybody in her family showed up on a screen because nobody was coming to a party. But also everybody that was at the party, it was a very limited number of guests, everybody that was at the party got um, rapid testing before we went and sat down for dinner and things. It was quiet. Okay, so wait, what restaurant was this at? Yamashiro. And is that what it's called? Paul. I think that's what it's called. Well, honey, I'm not in LA. I mean, I know the Abbey and I know the Ivy and I know, you know, I know the basics, but I, I've never right. heard of it. Well, Yamashiro is this Japanese looking place on top of a hill behind the Magic Castle down the street from the, uh, like where the Coda, is it called the Coda? I don't know. Where. I might still be drunk from last night. You're welcome. Yeah, seriously, if all my guests would show up drunk, you know how happy I would be? Listen, but I, I didn't do yeah. it on purpose, but I'm here, damn it. Okay, now let's just, how how limited was this birthday party of Kelly Osborne's? Um, here's the thing. Like 20? This whole quarantine, I haven't been drinking because I've been home. Well, last night I decided that, go ahead and let's reintroduce them with me, right? But I don't really remember who was there. <laughs> It was like, it was a decent, okay, let me, I can do the math. There was a bunch of tables, and if each table had about eight, that's like eight times like six, seven, whatever that is. Like 50 people. Okay, so that's not huge. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, it, was and, not, it was absolutely not huge. It wasn't even like wild, wild, but it was still like, this is really happening, and we're all turning up because this is your birthday. And you got rapid tested going in, so that's very mm-hmm. safe. And Sharon and Ozzy and Jack weren't there, but they appeared on the wall. They yes, there was video. a whole, like, I don't even know how old Kelly is. Um, but she 
there was a whole like montage of like baby photos and like all of that playing with like you know real touching songs don't know what they were anymore but they were touching in the moment and then it was like Sharon going hi I love you we miss you come to the house Oh my God. Now, how does one Miss Victoria Vox get invited to Miss Kelly Osborne's birthday party? Well, it was, it was a cross between I was working and living. What had happened was years ago, when I first started drag, I did not go the like typical drag queen, let me work in this bar, let me do these competitions, let me work for free and a drink ticket. Like I didn't do that shit. I went and auditioned for a nightclub over here at the Roosevelt Hotel. It was called Beach's Madhouse. And Jeff Beecher <clears throat> was, was wild. Like he was very, um, what's that? What's that best in show? Who was that about? The movie Best in Show? Mm-hmm. Like was Christopher Guest? I don't remember. But you know how like the circus freaks and all of this? Jeff Beecher was very good at putting together a cast of freaks. We had the world's smallest stripper, the world's tallest stripper. We have a bearded lady. We had people, little people dressed like oompa loompas, and then they would fly to little people for bottle service with magnums of champagne on the ceiling. They flew them on the ceiling to like songs like, I believe I can fly. <laughs> what do you mean they flew them on the ceiling? Okay, so hold on. You worked at this place that had all these misfits? Yeah. <laughs> and okay, just listen, like this is, okay, so, and then there were little people and yeah. they put them up in the air towards the ceiling with magnums. Right. Some of them, they would ha- put them in a harness. Okay. Would, it was like a rigging system. So they would fly literally on the ceiling with a spotlight to the table that had ordered bottle service. And they would drop the little person down and they would do the bottle service and they would raise them back up and they would go away. Everything was part of a show there, like everything. Okay, do you see my, like, I mean, I, I live in New York. Like, I am the most jaded person. Like, sadly, sadly, like, just nothing gets me excited anymore. People right. are like, you have the biggest guests in the world on your podcast. You don't seem excited. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm here. I'm just listening. I love everyone. I mean, this, that's how I feel about this it. This sounds like one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. It was wild. I just remembered that it was also started by David Arquette. So it was Jeff Beecher, who was like the ringmaster. And then you had David Arquette, who was like the creative director, and Kelly Osborne, who was just like putting her name on some shit, right? Because it was around that time for her. And I walked in the room to audition, and Jeff Beecher, who was a very um, macho Hollywood kind of man, the kind of one that like demands that there's a line outside just so that people think that something's going on, but he doesn't let any people from that line in the club. It was all part of the moment. Anyway, Kelly goes, Jeff. I want a drag queen. Vicky will be my drag queen. So now, mind you, I'm audition. I'm on stage auditioning. They cut off my music, and Kelly and Jeff are in the like giant room, yelling at each other, going, "I don't want a drag queen. Vicky's gonna be my drag queen." Anyway, Kelly championed me, and that was my first paycheck. Yeah. And. Okay, so he ran it, her name was on it, and mm-hmm. she just saw you for what? Like you performed for three minutes and she was just like, that's it? Yeah, I've seen it enough. Yeah, three minutes. I was singing Natural Woman and I was rolling around on the ground. As I, I used to do like a whole pig and shit number where I would be like, yeah, make me feel. And I would like roll around, kicking my shoes off, throwing my wig off. They were like, we need that. Jeff was like, I don't see it. Well, 10 years later, here the fuck I am. <laughs> Wow. So really, so you got your first big break from Kelly Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Outside of the drag community. This was like a Hollywood, Hollywood show. Were you, like, did she call you off stage? I mean, you were just standing there while she was screaming, like, Vicky's my drag queen and I want a drag queen. Yeah, I didn't even know that she was in the room at the time. She told me this story later. I was like, who's yelling? This is uncomfortable. So she and the owner or whatever he was, was like, I don't see a drag queen. I see little mm-hmm. people flying through the air, but not a drag queen. Right. Because I don't, I really don't know what it was, but he eventually gave in to her and then she and I would plan out performances. We had all kinds of numbers, but the one that stuck is basically for four years, every Wednesday and every Saturday night, I would go to work here and I would sing S&M and like Rihanna's S&M in like a full chain and like leather and boots and all of this. And my whole job was to 
shake my titties and then go make everyone in the audience feel incredibly uncomfortable by like doing splits over the table or <laughs> taking Leonardo DiCaprio's head and shoving it in my breast. Like that was my job for a very long time. And whose idea was this S&M Rihanna? That was Kelly's idea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mind you, she also had me doing, with a bunch of the little people, we did, um, we would switch it up and we would do performances of Kiss. They called us Tiny Kiss, and I was the lead singer with the full little people air band. So you were like Gene It sounds Sa- crazy. I promise I'm not this crazy because I'm drunk. This is what actually happened in my life. No, this doesn't sound crazy. This sounds absolutely fucking fascinating. Like, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many. Oh, okay, so let's just go back to, this is not where I thought the direction of this conversation was going. Guys, we have a lot to get into here today. But like, okay, so you were on stage and then you got hired. Like, when did you, when were you told in that Kelly Osborne was the one hiring you to work in this nightclub? It was, it was one of the rehearsals before like opening night when we kind of like all the talent, because there was, it was me and then there was like this girl singer who like always sang like some like, give me fever, you and me. She would sing like some jazz standard while she had like four burlesque, uh, burlesque dancers behind her with like the whole wooden chair and like very sultry, all that kind of stuff. They would do a new routine every week. I never did a new routine, but um. So those dancers, there was also these three gay boy dancers and they would come out in like short shorts and glitter and rhinestones and sequins and feathers and they would come out to YMCA. Of course. And do a whole routine. We also had like contortionists. There was Bendy Bonnie. There was also Busty Heart where she would take her right breast and smash watermelons, beer cans, a brick. Okay. She also had the world's oldest stripper. She was hysterical. She would tap. She would do a tap number as she... <laughs> Did Kelly love being a part of this? Oh, absolutely. She would... She, there were times when, it, like, if it was Miley Cyrus's birthday or um, Evan Ross's birthday, because, you know, it was very young Hollywood. And it wasn't even like, you're not, I'm not name-dropping. These are the people that were just in the club. Actually, uh-huh. the only time I ever got fired was because of Evan Ross. Okay, honey, this is behind the velvet rope. So we, we get out of bed to name drop here. So here you are rewarded for your name dropping. Just let's put that. All it's right. Fine. So all of this shit actually happened. So. <laughs> uh, oh, I believe you. So wait, okay, slow down. So okay. you, Kelly, like what was your relationship like with her? Like, do you have a funny Kelly story from like back in the day? I'm like obsessed with Miss Osborne. I've met her once. She's, she's, she's everything. She's basically, um, she was raised by drag queens, and she's just that person. She is Kelly Osborne all the time. There's no turning off for her. Um, we would just have a grand old time. I would barely do my job, and we would just be sitting backstage in the dressing room, kikiing, getting lit, talking all kinds of stuff. And she also has really good taste in men, like super good taste in sexy men. She's very good at that. Like she always had a hot guy around. Always. She had a very hot, she shouldn't tell the business, but she had a very hot few around her last night. I was like, go ahead, girl, get your birthday. All right. Mm-hmm. She had like her little male harem. Absolutely. Back to what we were saying is in rehearsals and things is when like any cast bonds, like before an actual show show. So it was kind of a cabaret show. It was kind of like circus freak performances. There was like sword followers. Like there was the whole gamut. There was this man, as I'm talking about it, I'm remembering more. There That's was okay. This man who would wear nothing but a towel and go out on stage. The curtain would open and he would just be there standing with a can of shaving cream. And he would put, empty the whole can in his hands and then like just put it on his face and start molding the shaving cream into like, the devil and then he would turn it into like a smiley face and then a puppy like all in like two and a half minutes he did all of this and had it all over his body i was like this is the weirdest thing there was also a guy who wore seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's that time of year again, my favorite time of year. Holiday shopping season is back. And normally that means one thing, drawing a blank on what to buy for the men in my life. But not this year. This year I've got it all figured out and you can too. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. That's right, DukeCannon.com. They have holiday-themed grooming gifts like Frothy the Beer Man gift set or the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set. Now, the Frothy the Beer Man gift set and the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set, they're both $20. That's right, $20. And they're really fun. So the Frothy the Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. They're 10 ounces each. Two of them are the big ass beer soap and one is the big American bourbon soap. And that's right, they're infused with an adult treat, booze, The beer soaps, you guessed it, are infused with beer, and the bourbon soap is infused with bourbon, but they do not smell like alcohol. So if you're worrying, wait, I'm going to shower and smell like alcohol, no, no. they're, They're just woodsy. They're like sandalwood, oak barrel is the bourbon smells like oak barrel, and they're very masculine scents. And these bars of soap are huge. And they're really fun. Like the way it's packaged is really, really fun. And don't take my word for it. Go to dukecannon.com and see for yourself. The beer that stole Christmas gift set is also $20. You get two amazing different smelling beard oils and you get a beard wash. It will, it literally... tamed my beard. My beard has never felt so good. And it will do this for the man in your life as well. And it smells of cedar and they're just a very good masculine scent. So these are just two examples. Head on over to dukecanon.com. And seriously, don't take my word for it. These are packaged so fun. Um, These are just two examples. They're unexpected. They're useful for any guy. And right now, because you're listening to this podcast, enter promo code VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. You also get free shipping with orders over $30. So if you get both of these at $40, you already got your free shipping. So it's free shipping with orders over $30 and enter VELVETROPE. That's Duke Cannon. Enter VELVETROPE and you get 10% off your next order. And if you want to buy them in person, they're available at some of your local targets. Guys, this is perfect, masculine, fun for the man in your life. I use it. I love it. Ducanon.com. But a silver thong and silver body paint. And he would just, he closed the show by just doing some trance house Burning Man number where he just did the split on chairs where like he stood on two chairs and then they separated Mind you, he was fine. Like, he was fine. He sounds he fine. Sexy, standing there going, I like to party. This was a song. I like to party. And his legs would separate. He would do the split. Show's over. <laughs> was this, so like, I mean, was this like a supper club? Like, young Hollywood would sit there and drink and eat? Like, you, you sat at a um, seat, mm-mm. right? No? I mean, there were like tables. But the tables okay. It was a mess. It, it was a, it was definitely like a club, club club. Did you like? Did you hang out with Kelly a lot, like outside of this, or it was all just like she was there all the time while you were always working? Always there all the time. The, the like getting to know Kelly happened over the years. Like once we left that, because I mean we also did pick up gigs for like different charities. We did one in um, New Orleans for the Super Bowl. We did another one for like some Canadian hockey league. They were fine then. And like, so it was just like all the, the traveling for the gigs is kind of where we bonded. And then randomly, um, I knew that Kelly had my back because she was doing a show. 
I don't remember what the show was, but it was like a celebrity cooking competition. And they would basically, it was like dinner guests of celebrities would get cooked a dinner by these other celebrities. And it was like Lance Bass and Brandy and Ray J. It was very strange. And Kelly was like, because it was going to be on Fox, she goes, I want Vicky to do this with me because I really want to fuck it up. Like, I want to make them uncomfortable. Vicky, come do this. So, so you brought me to her dinner party. <laughs> so you went like on the TV with her. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that was oh god. Thinking back, she also got into it that night with Brandy um, Glanville, like hardcore. Got into it, cussed Brandy out, mind you. We drink on set, right? This is back when Kelly drank. She was in her feelings, and Brandy said something rude, but like unintentionally rude. And Kelly was not having it. Now, mind you, all I'm doing. It's just poking Kelly under the table. I'm like, I don't want to correct you because we're on camera right now, but girl, you are going in. You are letting Miss Brandy have it. <laughs> I remember what it was. Brandy said, because we were like critiquing the food and Brandy was like, I wouldn't eat this. This is a waste of calories. And that set Kelly off because it was talking about like body issues and all of this, which Kelly actually has like a huge like platforms like she really gives a fuck about how people feel about this stuff and doesn't want that message ever out there because mental health emotional health is extremely important to her well brandy did not know how to receive that it was quite intense she's like i said what i said and kelly's like yeah but you should be careful because now you're saying that certain food is worth eating others are not girl if you don't like it just say you don't like it and move on don't talk about the calories don't make it about a body thing. Like, either eat it or don't. Girl, I got into Because I don't think Brandy backs down. No, sure didn't. Sure did not. And I think Brandy's guest was some dude that nobody knew. It was like her BFF boyfriend, non-boyfriend thing. I didn't know if he was a homosexual or a heterosexual. He was just kind of man-me. Yeah. Looked very good, but didn't say anything worth a damn. So I wonder that I did all this shit, to be very honest. I wonder, well, that's what being hungover does for one. It, it mm-hmm. makes you see clearly. I have to figure out which, I can't imagine what show on Fox this would be. Jamie, I think Jamie Oliver was one of the hosts of the show. I'm going to have, maybe like my dinner guest or something like that. I'm going to have to that. Google Hold this. On. I have a phone. Like, I'm just like, so, I'm just like, so intrigued. Because Lance Bass, like, I remember eating Lance Bass's food. Oh I mean, my god, like, I can't bad. even, like... Cold. You can edit this, right? Hold on. I can't even imagine what... Well, I mean, like, we can talk through it, too, at the same time, but I can't even imagine, so... It was called My Kitchen Rules. Who was the host? Ooh. I'm so... I mean, Jamie Oliver sounds like it could be the host. Um... Yeah. Was, oh no, I lied. It wasn't Jamie Oliver. Curtis Stone. <laughs> oh, Curtis Stone. Curtis Stone cute. and Kat Cora. Oh my God, I have to. Was this on air when Kelly and Brandy had this huge fight, or was it like edited? I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Um, Naomi Judd was also on this show. What happens when? Wild. What happens like you go away for all these things with Kelly? Like I imagine when one goes away for a weekend with Kelly, like for all these causes, like I imagine Kelly treats everyone like gold, I would imagine. Kelly treats, I mean, from what I've seen of her, now mind you, I'm not like in her inner, inner circle, um, but everything I've ever seen of Miss Kelly, she has always treated everyone like she's known them forever. Even if she just met them, everyone is like perma family for her. Do you have Unless any- she doesn't like somebody, then good fucking luck though. Do you have like a funny, like a one-off funny Kelly story that we would be like, oh, wow. I mean, the only ones that come to mind, I don't know that she wants out there because she's in a different place in life now. And <laughs> her drinking days were quite wild. Like I was there when that one engagement was no longer an engagement. We don't talk about that. <laughs> when she ended her engagement. Well, um, it's not that she ended the engagement, it's that she took some courses of action that basically said we're no longer engaged. Well, that makes, 
Now, what? talk to me about Mr. Evan Ross. Like, you were fired because of him at oh, this yeah. job? Well, technically fired, but, like, not really fired. Okay, so it was the, it was the weekend that Whitney Houston passed away. And okay. I am quite a rude, rude individual. And I was at a certain point in my drag where I was just contrary to be contrary. Just, like, aggressive to be aggressive. They said, Vicky, since you know we're gonna do a Whitney tribute, would you sing I Wanna Dance with Somebody? And I said, well, I don't do impressions and I'm definitely not gonna impersonate Whitney, but I will perform that. <clears throat> and then they said something else and I was like, okay, but like if I'm gonna do it, I wanna like start in a bathtub. Like if we're gonna do it, like I wanna do like the full ridiculous, rude as fuck performance. That didn't go over. I knew they had a bathtub because there was a stripper who did a whole champagne routine in like one of those clawfoot bathtubs. So I knew we had one. Anyway, the compromise was that a little person would go out lip syncing the beginning of the song as Whitney. So we had little Whitney and then my big ass came out. Now I came out on stage saying, like fully singing the house down. As I'm performing, I then take a joint out of my wig. It's not, it wasn't a real joint at the time but I had Roborn and I was smoking it on stage as I was singing and I was calling for Bobby. And then I took um, a big bag of what we will call cocaine. It was just powder, threw it all over the floor. <laughs> and then people in the front row came up, like these girls and right in the front row, came up on the stage and started cutting all the flour that I had put on the floor into lines and rolling around on it. After that, I was like, oh, I'm not done. There's still a whole other minute in the song. So this is where I went too far. Mind you, she had just died, and I'm this rude. I pulled out a meth pipe and put that in my mouth. Oh, sugar, what the look over? Well, so and well, that was the limit. Evan Ross stole one of the other MC's microphones and was like, I love you, I respect you, but I do not respect that. And that was out of line, and da da da. Granted, he wasn't wrong. Like I was absolutely not polite and it did not fly with him. Cause I think he is Whitney's godchild. Yes, really? I think so. And um, I didn't think Diana Ross was connected to Whitney really, but maybe I'm wrong. Is in Hollywood, you never know how everybody's connected. He was not feeling it. And he basically had me, they came backstage right after the number. Before the number, I said, if I don't get fired tonight, I'm never getting Right after the number, the stage manager comes back and goes, Vicky, we have to escort you off the premises. I said, why? What's the problem? Well, it might go down if you're caught outside by yourself. So we're going to escort you out and don't bother coming back to work. Mind you, first time I got fired, I thought I was really fired, like for real. Three days later, I was supposed to be at work. And I'm like, I'm not going. They fired me. Like, I don't work there. Well, I get a call because I'm supposed to be on stage at 1.30 in the morning. I get a call at 1.15. Where are you? Oh, I thought I was fired. No, Evan's not here tonight. Get to work. <laughs> um, well, I mean, normally when you're escorted off the premises, you feel like you're not allowed to go back. Yeah. Right, right. Well, that wasn't the case for me. So Evan just got up and like grabbed the mic and was like, mm -hmm. let's shut this shit down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, Which was wild for him because he is not necessarily the most outspoken person. He's usually pretty chill. He is. Was he with Ashley Simpson that night? I don't was think it? she was there. I feel like where he was sitting was like a whole marina in the diamond section. Because he used to sit in the back by the back bar. And who else? You said you did you really do splits on mm -hmm. a table that Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting at? Oh, absolutely. Um, my favorite was making Eddie Murphy uncomfortable. Because, you know, he had that whole, like, story with the trans woman and everything. So that was fun for me. Um, what happened? Miley so Cyrus always had the same table, and she used to get lit. She was a good time. She was a really good time. One of the most loving individuals. You know how there's, like, angry drunks? There's party drunks. There's sad drunks. Miley is a joyful drunk. Well, back, in the, back then she was. Joyful. I didn't even know if she was drinking, because she was just a joy to be around. Like, that smile of hers. It'd be a dark ass room, and you knew exactly where Miley was. Who else was there? And Miley was always like fun. I mean, I could see you her know, being this was long hair, brown hair, Miley. 
Molly. Wow. Molly. I'm doing great. Anything with her? Like, did she ever come backstage? Oh, yeah. She used to come backstage and kick it. She actually, um, this is before she had that, like, whole twerking era of her life. Um, she actually took one of the performers, Amazon Ashley, on tour with her. She's in a bunch of her music videos. She's the big one with the big old butt. Like, just a big lady. She was the world's tallest stripper. She just picked her up at this club and is like, you're coming on tour with me. Well, Miley came backstage, and one night she was, because she was like planning her tour, and she was like, this is also the time where, when I was with DWV, so I was in my own bubble, and I was just doing this for the, the coins. Um, I was going on my own tours. Miley was like, Vicky, Ashley, I want you to be my background singers on tour. I was like, you're kidding. Like, you're joking. She's like, no, I'm talking with the team. We're going to make it happen. Now, I clearly didn't go on tour with her. Ashley did, but she also went on tour as like a Christmas tree. So I don't know that everything worked out exactly the way we planned, but it worked out. Was Miley maybe a little drunk when she, you know, invited you guys? Oh, absolutely. I love a drunk Hollywood promise. I love it. Right? Nobody nobody ever thinks it's actually going to happen. Just like lunch. We ain't going to lunch. No, we're not going to lunch. No. I mean, I'm a very happy drunk too, so I get it. Like, I like, when I'm drunk, I'm ready to go, like, fly around the world with you. Like, I, everything sounds great. I'm like, yeah, we're yeah. going to, yeah, like, we're going to fly tomorrow around the world for, it's all good. And yeah. then you wake up and you're sober and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing any of that. Exactly. You know what was wild? I was just thinking, okay, so as we're talking, I'm like, maybe I should think about who else was there. Pete Wentz used to show up all the time. That one I always thought was a little weird. So was Davey, um, Davey Havoc? Who's that now? Straight Edge um, Band. I remember singing, because uh, there was also this band called Pop Shop. And they would wear, like they would cross-dress. So they, they were just like wearing like metallic skirts and like, it was weird. But they would sing pop songs. And I remember them singing like some pop song and then the person was there. Now I can't remember who it was. What was Leonardo DiCaprio like? He just sat there when you did splits? Like anything exciting happened well, with him? He, there were times where he, he would hide. He always had a baseball hat on. But like, he was clearly living his best life. But you know, not trying to get caught. I remember one time, was it Russell Crowe? I think it was Russell Crowe. Who was in the 300 movie? You know, that big old muscly Australian. That matter. sounds, it's Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, no, definitely yeah. not Hugh Jackman. Oh. Whomsoever this may have been, he had to come backstage to talk to me because he didn't want to be seen cavorting with a drag queen because there was rumors swirling around that he was bisexual. When in reality, he was bisexual. So I was like, this is, we're have, why are we having this conversation, sir? You know, I don't give a damn, first of all. And why did you have to come back here to tell me that you respect me, but you couldn't tell me in front of other people? You didn't want no pictures? This is weird. This is whatever. And you don't know if it was Russell Crowe or not? No, it was definitely, was it Russell Crowe? I don't know any other Russell. I'm really bad with like. I'm usually really good at like the name game, but you know, I'm, I'm still drunk from last night, so that's fine. And you've never run into Evan uh, Ross after that, I imagine. Um, I, if, I, if, I, if I've seen him, it hasn't been like an issue. I don't think people really look at me most of the time. You know who else used to be there? Do you know Megan Good? Megan Good was a good time. You mean like Megan Good? The actress. Yeah. yeah. She was a very good time. Really? Mm-hmm. What about Eddie Murphy? Like what happened with that? Oh, I don't know that he stayed very long. But, and he, he didn't come very often. Is he a little uncomfortable around drag queens? Oh, absolutely. Because we know the cheese. We know we... what happened. Well, yeah. We do know what happened. Oh, I got it. Gerard Butler. That was it. That's who it was? So wait, so Gerard Butler came in and was there. Mm-hmm. Came and then... backstage to tell me that he loved my performance, but he didn't want to be seen with me in public. He said to you, I don't want to be seen with you in public? Mm-hmm. I can't have pictures because people are already spreading rumors that I'm bisexual, which I am. And I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, why are we having this conversation? I don't understand. I'm going to go put my kiss makeup on. Okay, bye. 
So after he told you, I can't be seen with you and I am bisexual, you were just like, okay, like, I don't know why you're telling me this. Yeah. Okay, that's not my business. I mean, was, was he hitting on you? It didn't feel like that. I feel like, I mean, maybe. Also, I'm kind of oblivious when people do the hitting on me. You are. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm like, not, if I'm in work mode, I'm not thinking about that. I don't see you. I'm worried about putting my tits on. I'm not, I'm not worried about y'all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I didn't realize you had all of this and all of these. Oh, I'm, I'm actually over here trying to think. There, who is, okay, Gene Simmons, right? He was kissed. His yes. son was, is his son named Paul? Well, oh, there's. No, his son had gorgeous hair and he was tall and gorgeous. Like, yes. Kind of gorgeous to like make you melt in front of him. All you have yeah. to do is look at you. The son is tall with good hair and he's really Boy. cute. Mm-hmm. And very kind. Very kind. Gene Simmons seems like a really kind guy. Yeah, the, the family's been around a couple events. They're really sweet. Huh. You know who, who you, you wouldn't expect to be so sweet? Ozzy Osbourne is one of the sweetest individuals I've ever come across. Ever. And he gives really cute hugs, even though he acts like he doesn't. Did he, so he came in with Sharon, like when Kelly was there? Um, I'm sure. But I, I feel like I've I've been to events for him. Like Jack did a documentary, and they like previewed yeah. there um, about Ozzy. Ozzy's birthday always a good turnout. Always. So you've you been to Ozzy's. You had Marilyn Manson was there all the time, all the time. How is all he? He's one of those people. Like that, you know how you know somebody's a professional partier? They look sober. Mm. that's how you know a professional partier looks like they coup whereas like an amateur hour gets twisted and has to sit on the curb and like eat a street dog no Marilyn Manson he just stays like steady so I don't know if he was sober or not all I know is that like he just had a very consistent vibe he's actually one of the only people that I've ever fangirled over and I don't fangirl over him but I was really drunk one night and I decided, this was at Ozzy's birthday party last yeah. year before. I said, Marilyn, I just want to thank you for all that you've done for the community. You don't even know that you're doing it. Girl, was so embarrassing. He tried to book it away from me. And I was like, whatever. I'm doing right. Wow. And I sat next to Eve and tried to party with Eve. I really was getting around. And Ozzy's parties are just so much fun. I mean, I would imagine they would be. I mean, think about it. it you have Sharon, Ozzy, Kelly. They're just the network of wild individuals that just surrounds their universe. And like everyone just shows up. Sarah Gilbert, lovely human being. Lovely. Lovely. Really? And Sarah's the kind of individual that like, I don't even think we spoke much. I just remember her looking at me and like I wanted to tell her thank you for looking at me. Did anything, did you ever have any funny stories with Ozzy? I feel like Ozzy used to like act like he was uncomfortable with me and then I would just put his head in my tits and we'd be fine. And he's used to it. Yeah, he gets it. And so you don't, okay, so you were drunk, fine. I, I get drunk all the time. You don't remember who was at Kelly Osborne's birthday party last night? There's got to be some mm-hmm. people who were there. Honestly. Um, I did meet this girl named Lala. I don't know what she does, but she was- Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules? No, 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 no. This is, this is a black Lala. Because I almost just had like a heart attack right here. Listen, if I run into any of those Vanderpump Rules cast people, I'm going to let them know about themselves, okay? Because first of all, they have this... Hold on, let me bring that in because I don't need to lose my mind. Um, you could say what you want. I am... Okay, I'm about to go on a tangent. Hold on to your horses. So, Lisa Vanderpump has ruined that block of West Hollywood. Like, ruined it. The amount of, like, lucky lose and tourists that like have no concept of the world going on around them. Like, why are you looking at me? Yes, I am a professional cross-dressing clown and I'm over 300 pounds, but that does not mean that I'm out of place here. You are out of place here. This is my home. 
Why y'all looking at me like I'm crazy because you're waiting for a drink at Tom Tom? Girl, get out of here. Uh-uh. Which is awful. Awful, awful, awful. And all those kids, I call them kids because they act like children. Um, it's just a vibe. Like, what, is, what does she have down the street? I don't know. But the one on the corner. Pump. Well, there's Sir. Uh-huh. Pump. Pump. Tom Tom. Yeah. Trash. I'll say it. I don't give a damn. It's trash. It, I mean, it looked like Lisa Vanderpump, so that's why it's cute. That food was not it. That food was not it. You could walk by and smell it and go, mm-mm. mm-mm. Well, I think they try to attract people more for the drinks and the extracurriculars. Right. I'm, I'm, look, let, me, let me not be a hater. I support. You can be a hater. Hustle. I fully support a hustle. However, know your territory. And I mean that in like the most considerate and compassionate way. The most that Lisa has done was throw up some uh, floats for the Pride Parade. The rest of the year, you don't see gay shit over there. You don't even have gay cast members. When you're in WeHo, the area code is 90069. That is homosexual stuff. Like, come on now. You don't even have a gay night? Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Take that somewhere else. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting hot. <clears throat> no, it's okay. No, so you think, right, like she, you're saying like she has the floats in the parade, which we see on the TV. Just for TV, yeah. And then nothing Mind else. you, she didn't have gay people on her floats. She had her straight cast members wearing rainbows. I'm not mad at an ally, but an ally does not have the lived experience. No. They know what the hell they're talking about. They have secondhand accounts. Well, Pump is like a gay bar, per se. Mm. Sure, it's in the neighborhood. But, like, locals don't be going there. That's, the locals do not want to go. Let me go to Pump for a cocktail. No, girl. The Abbey is two doors down. And then you have Mother Load, which is dirty as hell, and it's great. That's another door down. And so, like, my, the beaches, like a, a real fun new one is over here. Like, girl, we're not going in the pump to like find, hook up, have a good We're not going to pump to dance. That's not happening. Anyway, let me stop talking about you, that. Lisa Vanderpump is also the reason I stopped eating meat. She's the reason you stopped eating meat? Mm-hmm. She's the reason. Lisa Vanderpump is the reason I stopped eating meat. Why? Would you like me to tell you why? Yes. I mean, please do. You can't just make a statement like that. Like I know. I know. I did that. I, I knew what I was doing. So, of course you did. Back when she was on that show that she was on, <clears throat> I do love The Housewives. Um, and because I was such a fan, I was like religious about watching it. And like would watch them multiple times because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and Lisa was on this like, what do you call it? She was really championing her like activism for the dog meat festival. Like she was very against it. Now I was at a place in my life where I was arguing with the TV because I like to call everybody a hypocrite when they're a hypocrite because it's reality TV. You get stuck. Sometimes you say stuff one day and they record it. And then the next day you say something else, it's the opposite, but it's already on tape. So now you look crazy. Mind you, everything I've known in my life can change in the next five minutes. So, like, I understand why people flip-flop. Now, when it comes to her activism, which I support, very here for, I had a problem with her telling another culture what is acceptable treatment of their food and what is acceptable to eat as food. Girl, did you look at any of your menu? You have veal. Do you know how they get veal? That is not acceptable treatment of an animal to me. But you're going to be mad at a dog because you have dogs? Somebody has deer in their backyard? Somebody has a cow, but you have burgers on your menu? Like, my friend growing up had a cow named Daisy with the biggest lashes in the world. I never, like, told her not, you know, like, if you're going to tell somebody not to do something, make sure that you're not doing it yourself. And the fact that, like, 
I really wanted to cuss her out about it. And I was sitting at home on my couch and I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me and I'm in my feelings. I looked at my dog and I said, Biscuit, I would never eat you. I would hope that nobody would want to eat you. What can I do about this biscuit? Well, I can stop eating other animals myself. That's what I can do. That way, my, my, my slate is clean. So it's all because of Lisa and her, her having veal on the menu. And she, you, led, she led me to an epiphany, yes. I, I, I can see this. Yeah, I got there. I, I haven't had meat since. It's been three or four years, something like that. Was, so how does Kelly, I mean, she's sober now, so I guess mm-hmm. she still has fun at her parties even without. You know what Kelly's really good at? I call her diva dip. They call, like the Irish goodbye, that kind of stuff. All of a sudden, you'll see Kelly and Kiki and having a good laugh. She has a very pronounced laugh. And then you turn around, where the hell did Kelly go? She's real good at ghosting. She just disappeared. Me too. Art. Me too. When I, listen, I, I hate, a, there's nothing I hate more than a drunk goodbye. I, I hate it. So I will have, when I'm on my third martini and then I'm like, now I'm seeing stars, I just dip. I, I don't want to say goodbye. I don't want to hear it. I just want to dip. And, you know, if you yeah. don't hear from me within 48 hours, then something happened. But short of that, don't worry about me. I'm in a cab. That part. Also, I didn't notice a lot because I spent a really good amount of time reading Dorothy Wang's tarot cards. Okay. Okay. Slow <laughs> it down. We had a hum moment, me and Dorothy Wang. First, first you're saying there's nobody there. Now, the, the classic Miss Dorothy Wang from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. I don't even think I knew who it was for a second. I was just peeking in. She, she lives gorgeous, by the way. She's gorgeous. She lives in the century, the same building where Candy Spelling has the penthouse. Um, let me see. Was there anything else you'd like to know about Miss Dorothy Wang? She's an I mean, love, obsessed. So wait. I know a bunch of other people that live in that building now. I'm well, starting to make connections. That's anyway. where Miss Candy Spelling lives now that she sold the Spelling Manor many years ago. And she, Dorothy Wang, lives there too. Um, so Dorothy Wang was there, there. So you go, they've got mm-hmm. one. Was she alone? Was she with, because she usually attracts some pretty hot guys too. Yeah, there wasn't guys around that table. It, and it was a very, it wasn't even that kind of night. It was a very like sisterhood kind of night. Like, and you just decided to bring your cards or Kelly said, bring your cards and let's do some reading. Where did those cards come from? They were on a table. I found cards in one of the like, uh, was it a- sugar shop? Some candy store was like, did all the, what do you call the things in the middle of the table? The little like. Like the, the like, yeah. Like the, uh, yes. What do you call that stuff? I don't know, like table dressing, but there's another rule. There's a I, word, I, I can't yeah. find it, and I feel like a terrible homosexual. Um, there's a word. I'm, I'm a bad guy at the same time. It's not, it's not a bouquet. It's something. Anyway, there's like these big baskets in the middle, and they had candies and toys and lollipops, because that was the theme of the thing. And one of them, I was talking to Dorothy, mind you, I was lit. And sitting there sipping my whiskey, and she was not drinking, Kikiing though, because there was a karaoke machine that was terrible and not working, but she sang along with me. While we were sitting down, we didn't get up to sing. And I looked at her, I don't even know how we started talking about something, but I had picked up the deck of cards out of the basket. And I was like, girl, you want to see something? Let me read your cards. And it just kind of like fell into a conversation. We were probably there for like a good hour. And like the rest of the party was happening and Dorothy and I were just right here. Lovely. I love. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Dorothy Wang has enough money to buy that whole fucking. Oh, okay. So get this. I'm not going to say the exact number, but in the reading, I had mentioned. I looked at her and was like, and I said a number out loud, and she goes, "Oh my god, that's exactly how much my house just sold for, or my condo just sold for." And then I looked at her again, and I realized, like, I I didn't know like how rich she was. She's rich. Her father. I this. She might get mad about this. I don't give a damn. But like, I think she's actually worth billions. I think she. I, her father is worth a ton of money in China. I think he's like in the billion area. 
I don't know that they're ever gonna. I think it. Yet. No, I I think it might be actually. Like fully crazy rich Asians, and it's sickening. When I tell you that this bitch found the fountain of youth, her skin does not look real. It's like porcelain suede. She's really How pretty. Is that a thing? Oh, so good. Looking. Speaking of, all right, so if you think of anyone else that was at Kelly's birthday party, by all means, like, I mean, you're just, you don't think Dorothy Wang is worth mentioning, but here it is slipping out of, <laughs> like, slipping out of your ass, and I'm like, okay, well, that's a real Most things in my life, I'm just going around, you know how I knew it was her? Because she was posting on Instagram. That's what, when I clocked it. I said, what is, oh, that's who this is. She loves her Instagram, but good for Kelly for having a bunch of hot guys around her and having there fun. There was one guy that was around her that looked like if TikTok was personified. Like, young millennial, like, body, body, body. Very good looking. He had, like, the one dangly earring on the side, but he was definitely heteronormative, might swing a couple ways, but, like, he was what, to me, like, if TikTok was a person. And I was like, okay, Kelly, you <laughs> Okay, I can picture blonde. I'm picturing blonde. That was like a, a sandy blonde. Yes. That's see, I'm just I'm I'm picturing that for Kelly. I'm just manifesting it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to part one of our sit down with Vicky Vox. And stay tuned for part two where we actually do get into RuPaul's drag race, the drag community, some of the biggest misconceptions about being a drag queen. Some of the other famous people that Vicky Vox knows and runs into, Vicky Vox also lives in the LA area, which means one thing, West Hollywood, which means pump, sir. She walks by, frequents, sees the Vanderpump. So we have Vanderpump talk coming. And also, Vicky's a huge Housewives fan. So we go deep on the Housewives. Stay tuned for part two of our sit down with Vicky Vox. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.